Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey, The Desert, Sea, and Prison. I've observed over the years that people often like to categorize themselves, probably to help them find their identity. We all want to know who we are. I went through a phase in my 30s where I did lots of different personality tests trying to find out what quadrant I was living in. I think it's helpful to get some insights into how we are wired. God has made each of us in a unique way. We may find similarities between ourselves and others, but we will never find someone exactly like us. That's because God doesn't use a mold when he makes a human being. He starts fresh every time. I want to talk about some different categories today. The desert, the sea, and the prison. They come right out of Psalm 107, our focus passage today. These categories don't pertain to the different ways God made us, however. They pertain to our life choices. I wonder where you will find yourself. More than likely, you will identify with some aspect of all three destinations. I want to back up and quickly review a concept I've taught on before, Trust Trail and Pride Pathway. It's very simple. Trust Trail is the road God chooses for us, the one that is consistent with His Word, and the one that leads to joy, peace, and satisfaction. Pride Pathway is not God's road. It's the one the world wants us to take, the one our flesh cries out for, and the one Satan tempts us to take. It leads to disappointment, destruction, and even death. The intersection where we must choose one or the other is called Temptation Crossroads. The roads described in Psalm 107 are all options on Pride Pathway. If you would like to hear my podcast specifically on that subject, check out How Do I Make the Right Choice? So our three destinations today are simply different versions of traveling down Pride Pathway. Not one of them ends up in a good place. Let's start with the desert and read Psalm 107 verses 4 to 9. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Our desert or wilderness group is looking for a way to satisfy their needs. That's true of all people, regardless of the road they choose. I want to hang out here for a moment because this is very important. All three groups had certain basic needs. Needs given to them by God at birth. Real needs asking to be satisfied. Their needs are good. They are part of being human. The problem is never that our needs are wrong. The problem is how we choose to get them met. Our desert folks are seeking to get these needs met 
a reliable and sufficient provider, satisfaction, nurturing, and belonging. They are wandering through life trying different things that will meet their needs, but they're ending up empty-handed because they're looking in the wrong place. If you're hungry and thirsty and looking for a place to live, would you head to a desert? Or would you go to a city? A city is where you easily find all the life-sustaining resources you need. What are some of the deserts we drift toward? Some of us seek satisfaction in our beauty or level of fitness or education. Some seek nurturing and belonging through a man or woman, marriage, parenthood, or sports. We look for provision in our career or business, wealth and assets. These are just a few examples to help you connect the dots. They may satisfy us for a short time, but ultimately they will let us down. None of these things have the power to satisfy our needs. God wants to be our provider. He not only wants to meet our needs, but he is the only one who can. God-ordained needs can only be met by going in God's direction, by traveling on trust trail. Our needs will never be fully and consistently met on Pride Pathway. If we are trying to find our identity in anything other than God's love for us and the truth that he made us to be valuable and significant apart from anything we do, how we look, or anyone's opinion of us, we will only end up in disappointment. We're going to end up like the desert people. They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. God's presence with us, love for us, and his guidance will take us to something truly satisfying, to the life he made us to live. There's no need to spend our lives wandering around for something to give our life meaning. It already has meaning, and God already has a plan. We just need to stop living in pride, thinking we know better than God, and instead believe him and go his way. Not everyone is wandering. Some of us are quite focused and determined. We've set a course and we know where we're going. Let's start reading about our second metaphor, the folks on the stormy sea. Psalm 107 verses 23 to 32. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. Those on the sea 
have a plan. They know exactly what they want and where they want to go. They are running and running hard. They are deliberately setting a course and crafting a life in order to gain an identity and significance. They have no intention of being vulnerable to the world's whims and wishes. They are taking control. But because they are leading the way rather than God, it's like a ride on the stormy sea. They see the works of the Lord. It's not that they don't want to serve God, but they want to do it on their terms. They don't trust God to be in control because that's too scary. They doubt God's trustworthiness. They doubt his love. They doubt his faithfulness. They doubt his goodness. Defeating doubt comes from receiving true knowledge and belief in the character of God. This was me for 20 years before I went through my own healing process. I was certainly busy. I was busy doing all manner of things good Christians do. I was at the church all the time, leading this, teaching that. I was just trying to please God and make him happy. And I was trying to feel good about myself. Part of God's healing in my own life came when I learned the truth. I don't need to do anything to please God because he loves me as I am. My good deeds have nothing to do with it. How freeing that was and way easier. It set me on the right course to trust him to lead the way instead of me. Like our wandering friends in the desert, those taking charge on the stormy sea have unmet needs too. What are the needs of this group? They want protection in a big way. They're trying to insulate themselves from pain, hardship, and suffering. That's why they are grabbing control. They think if they make all the decisions, then they can keep people and events from going south and hurting them. But they are also looking for significance, peace, and rest, which makes their choice of the stormy sea quite interesting. There's certainly no rest on a violent ocean. This group will also be disappointed, if not utterly destroyed, because they are playing a dangerous game. As the psalmist said, they reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wit's end. They were beaten up pretty badly. Ministry is nothing to dabble with on our own. We've got to be led by God's Spirit if we are going to succeed. God wants us to serve him. Have no doubt about that. But if we're not letting him run the show, we're not serving him. We're serving ourselves. We're still on pride pathway, running things on our terms. If we will let God tell us how, what, and where he wants us to serve, in other words, let him take over the helm of our ship, then we will find ourselves in a safe harbor, not on a stormy sea. There's still another group to talk about today, those in the glooming prison. These folks make their own prisons by rebelling against the Lord. They aren't wandering or running. In fact, they aren't moving at all because they are in such a fierce captivity. Let's read Psalm 107, verses 10 to 16. 
those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their hearts with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Like in all our metaphors, these folks are in this terrible position because of their own choices. They, too, were trying to get their God-given needs met, but on their own terms. And what are they looking for? They have a need for a true source of power, freedom, love, and acceptance. Prison is a strange choice if you're looking for power and freedom. I can't think of a more powerless place. They are rejecting God's power, rejecting his love and acceptance of them and looking for it in other places. Trying desperately to be loved and accepted, they continually go to the wrong person or wrong thing. Sex, drugs, alcohol, any addictive substance, crime, bad people, bad situations. Everybody around them can see they are destroying their life except them. God never gives up, though. He reaches out and says, let me save you. But their response is over my dead body. And death is often a close reality. Those in the gloomy prison are sabotaging their life in an attempt to prove their worthlessness. They relish in defining themselves as bad. This comes from an extreme lack of acceptance of love. And the consequences? So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. In an attempt to stop them from self-destructing, God often lets them crash and burn, get caught, anything to stop them from the trouble they're headed for. The prison is a life of destructive behaviors leading to dark bondage, a lonely experience. Wherever we are, however, let us not despair. With God, there's always hope and a way out. In every metaphor today, God threw a lifeline. If only we'll believe him and go his way. Did you hear it? Each time they cried out to the Lord, he came to their rescue and delivered them from their distresses. For those in the desert, he led them the right way to a city and filled their hungry soul. For those on the stormy sea, he calmed the raging water and led them to their desired haven. Did you register that? In both cases, he took them where they were trying to go all along, a place where their needs could truly be satisfied, where they would find significance without destroying themselves. For those in the prison, he broke their chains and delivered them from death. He saved their life. See God's true heart. He always has our best in mind. He wants us to be happy, 
to live a good life, to know we are loved and accepted and to find that thing he made us to do. It's never hopeless. No life is so dark, no chain too strong, no crisis too big that God cannot deliver you. The only barrier to freedom is our pride, doubt, and rebellion. If we will turn to God with an attitude of humility and acknowledge our need of God, he will save us. I think Psalm 107, 43 is a good way to wrap up our podcast today. Whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Let us be wise and believe in the magnitude of God's love for us. All scripture is from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.